Hey everybody, welcome to episode number two of the Mostly Reality Podcast. I am Brandon. And I'm Jessica. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. How are you? We're sipping wine and coffee, <laughs> ready to talk some shit again on some reality Amen. shows. We're changing it up a little bit this week, because like we said last week, we're not just going to be dedicated solely to Bravo, although we do obviously have to talk about the Real Housewives of the OC finale, Mm -hmm. which was, in my opinion, nearly as boring as the entire (laughs) season has been. Yeah. Um, Good summary. uh, Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But we are jumping into a favorite, a recent favorite of ours. That's really been consuming my entire life, which is 90 Day Fiance. Oh, yeah. We're in season six. (laughs) We're also going to discuss the finale of The Challenge Mm -hmm. and the finale, the much anticipated episode of Flipping Flipping Out. Out. So lots of finales, actually. I'm just kind of putting this together as I'm saying it. So let's talk about our one non- finale first and then we'll get into the fireworks that were all the finales so 90 day fiance i want to say this was episode five four four so it's kind of tough with them because they do two hour episodes oh man it's a big which dedication. is a lot of time to dedicate to these crazies it also i noticed it maybe more so this week than in other weeks before, but I feel like with this two-hour format, it puts a lot of time in between storylines. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, it's like they're trying to, it's almost like they present the idea that they have so much content, and then I feel like it's like another long-drawn kind of conversation about the fucking couch. Like that Larissa's in, not getting. Like I know. I'm over it. <laughs> Why do you think none of these people have anything in their houses or on their walls? Because they're hiding everything. <laughs> do you think... I wonder... I, I, at this point, think because for whatever reason, Kalani's family has a vacation slash... Retirement, retirement home. <laughs> home in Utah, of all places. Like, leave California, the decent place, to well, go to Utah. But Utah makes sense because her dad's a Mormon. Oh, Lordy, man. Her family's it. Mormon. So He's that, a Samoan Mormon? Yeah, it's Get very... the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange oh, my situation. God. Stop it. <laughs> I did not realize that. Yeah. But I almost feel... I don't, I wonder if they're not allowed to have stuff on their walls. Well, I imagine that it's like, you Although I don't think that they're all having like Picasso paintings that TLC has to blur out. But But it's like. Do they um, have to get the rights to show like the Ross Dress for Less like clearance aisle stuff that they put on their walls? I feel like probably not that, but like family photos. Because then they have to get permission from the entire damn family and some of those people are probably dead. So, difficult. (laughs) I'm trying to look around. I mean, Jeff and I have photos of ourselves in here, but like hmm. they don't have anything on their walls. On their walls. Well, and I it's can't. everyone. It's so weird. Colt doesn't even literally the only thing in his fucking house is that dining room table, which is awful. 
and the slot machine <laughs> and a very small shoe rack, which oh. somebody on social media pointed out that he definitely got a bigger one because when Larissa showed the video on, on Instagram, Instagram, it was a bigger shoe rack. But the shoe rack is literally like a bookshelf by the, shoes. by the door of shoes. They own nothing else. Like, right. what is happening? Well, I can't talk too much smack on that because I literally just celebrated one year in my house yesterday and I have hung up maybe like a handful of things on the walls. So I feel... But you have more than a slot machine in your (laughs) dining room, although that is... That along with a Danielle signed photo is what I'm getting you for Christmas. A slot machine and a signed photo from Danielle. I love it. Oh my God. Um, So... Okay, so let, let's let talk about Colt and Larissa, because I feel like that that's where... The focus is right now. It, it should be. Well, I mean... Because yeah. she's nuts. She is nuts. He's nuts. Do you get the feeling that his man boobs are getting bigger, or she is shrinking his sleeping shirts? Because... <laughs> <laughs> they looked more pronounced this week when he was talking to Debbie, no, Mama I think, Debbie. I think he's stress eating. I think the moves mm. are getting bigger as as the days go longer. But apparently he has a voracious sexual appetite. I which can't talk about that. Like, <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. Also, like, I started trying to model after you and creep on, like, page six items and... One of the things that somebody brought up on one of the social media platforms was that they thought that Larissa was a Seth sex worker from Brazil and that that's how he met her because of his ferocious sexual appetite gag I, and the fact that she's so, like, frumpy. <laughs> she's not, like, a hot piece. No, she's <laughs> like a... <laughs> she, she definitely was, like, on the discount corner. Yeah. Like, she was. I mean, the only photo that she posts of herself, even herself thinking that she's sexy, is that one photo of her in the thong bathing suit, which is a one piece, which I feel like is an oxymoron. Yeah. (laughs) Because you Mm. can't choose to hide everything else and show off the booty cheeks. Yeah. I mean, you are no pal from season two. Right. So you better knock it off. (laughs) Um, Oh, no. Pal was season one. Love her. Um, she's been getting a lot of flack on social media lately. Uh Um, and for some reason it's being focused on her wearing thong bikinis. Mind you, she's, I'm pretty sure from Colombia, um, because she's pregnant. Wait a minute. Listen. When you're pregnant, you don't want, and not that I know from experience, but I gather that pregnant women literally are like, get the fuck off me, including clothing. So yeah. And frankly, well, lucky she's not walking around naked. <laughs> she, uh, the only thing that's concerned me in these photos is that she dyed her hair blonde. I and <laughs> I don't even like. I don't want to look at women in thongs, but that's the only thing that's bothered me. She's very pretty. She still looks good regardless of her being pregnant. So, rocket girl. I mean, yeah, let it all hang out. I'm not pregnant, and nobody wants to see me in a thong. So <laughs> go get it, girl. Go get it. Um. I also, I will say though, Larissa is crazy, but Colt is. I think he's closet crazy. Oh, I I don't even know that he's closet crazy. I mean, he's talking about after they're married about how he's still going to share, the three of them are going to share a bank account with his mom. Oh, yeah. Talk about uncomfortable. (laughs) I also think it's annoying that he 
told her that he wanted her to wait until she's there to buy a couch. There's still no fucking couch. They're driving around. Again, fourth episode, we're still talking about how the car has no AC, which would be a problem for me. I'd be fucking pissed. (laughs) I would be pissed. And they're driving around with the windows rolled up, which I can only imagine has to be because of production and their mics. Oh, yeah, they have to. I would quit the show. I would boycott. I How how are they surviving in that car? Like, that's where I think that they're angry. I think they're so angry because they're so hot. It's like she talks about Brazil as if it's an Antarctic country and she walked around in a fucking park all the time. We've already discussed she only came out at night. (laughs) Oh, that's right. In minimal clothing. (laughs) So he he finally proposed up on top of uh, the stratosphere... And she's deathly afraid of heights, which, which is I thought was amazing. Rude it, AF. <laughs> I know you're afraid of heights, but I'm going to make you go in this elevator 107 stories up and also sit next to a window that depicts just how high up we are. I will say it was a solid strategy, I think, on his behalf because I've never seen her closer to him than in that elevator when she was clutching him for dear life because oh, yeah. she knew if it did fall, she could try and land on him for cushioning. And then jump off of his boot. Yeah. <laughs> she could just yeah so but i just think like again you're picking up somebody a fiance in the airport by the bitty some flowers she was right um and again you should not take somebody who's deathly afraid of heights in a glass elevator to somewhere that is really high that's just rude it's rude Especially because you're also like you're you're saying I know you don't like this, which which means like I know you don't like this, but I'm, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be different, and I think better on production side if you didn't know that she was deathly afraid of heights because you're about to propose to her. Yeah, show us that you don't know her because you obviously don't. Definitely rude. Definitely rude. Um, then there's Kalani and Asuelu. Oh, and I love him, and I hate. She is so (laughs) awful. The worst. I don't understand why she even brought him here. Why did she even tell him she was pregnant? Like, why was it not one of those situations where she just decided that she was going to come here and raise the baby and then he was going to live in Samoa and not even know he had a kid? I don't know. Because she... Well, she was in love. She says that. But she clearly hates him. Oh, Yeah. Like, I think she liked the idea of him, but she clearly hates him. From the second... He did that dance in the they airport. They reunite, <laughs> and he's dancing in the airport, which I also would have been mortified. But she has not stopped hating him since then. No, not even a little. Like, she didn't seem that happy even when he came. This time... What I think is really ignorant about her and her family is that also, like, you keep acknowledging the fact that he is from... Samoa. Samoa. (laughs) Um, And, but are not acknowledging the fact that there is an actual culture barrier. Like, you say it, but you are not acting that way. Oh, yeah. Like, I really think that it was ridiculous of her to act the way that she was acting when he took he took the baby out of the um, 
the car seat. car seat as they were driving from their Airbnb, which all of these couples seem to get, which I still don't understand either. Um, and to the parents' vacation slash retirement, retirement home. home. And the baby started being upset for no reason, just being upset like she was acting like he was like pinching the baby. And so he got flustered because she kept screaming, what's happening? What's happening? He doesn't fucking know. It's a baby. He admittedly has talked about how he doesn't like, he hasn't had a baby before. He's 23 years old. Like, and he's only been interacting with the baby for like a week. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't know the difference between the cries yet. She's screaming, it's a pain cry. What are you doing? As if he's beating the yeah, shit Yeah. And baby. of course, even my initial reaction would be like, uh, he's been sitting here. It's not like an anvil just fell on him, like out of Looney Tunes. I don't know why he's got his pain cry. Like what the hell's happening? Like, right. has he got a, like a turd in there that's just hurting too much coming out? Like, and I don't know. If we're that concerned, like pull over. Just like you did. And she was not concerned because she was eating her fucking Cheetos with her little fucking (laughs) Cheeto fingers, which were grossing me out because they were so close to the GoPro that was mounted on the camera and it was grossing me out because you know I hate food on my fingers and it really was oh god oh god the two fingers that were tainted by the Cheeto dust are the two fingers that Brandon primarily uses to eat even burritos with like finger foods yeah yeah oh oh god i don't even eat like i eat wings with a fork because it grosses me out getting my hands all sticky and stuff oh (laughs) so i thought that that was really ridiculous and really an asshole move of her to act the way that she did i also don't like that every time anything even remotely happens that this poor guy is trying to his best to learn how to be a father every five seconds she's like well i don't if like if he doesn't pick the baby up it's just the right second that i want him to pick the baby up i don't know if we can get married like you don't fucking like him just say you don't like him and call it a day <laughs> like we'll hate you a lot less oh my if god you are just a little yes and i think the only reason she's even continuing to be on this show is because she wants to be like kim kardashian which oh. you ain't God, the worst. Her and her sister. You ain't. You ain't. Get to step in. (laughs) Then there is... I was going to go to Eric and Lita, but I've got to skip them for right now because they're my faves. Jonathan and Fernanda. They're my favorite. I love them. Yeah. She is beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. Like, oh my God. She is beautiful skin, like great hair, like great body like she is beautiful yeah flipped out with for him dancing with somebody in the club oops and that was a pure case of like wrong place wrong time needed thank like i hope that they sat and hugged each other on the couch watching that together this week because he didn't necessarily do anything wrong but he could have stopped gyrating his hips as he was saying i have a fiance right I mean, it could have always been handled better. Yeah. But he did like, say, he could have I have a fiance. Her. And he said, she's going to flip out. Which, when that bitty turned around and was surprised that she threw a drink at her and took a swing at her, he was like, I warned you. <laughs> and I will say, we have to keep remembering that she is 19. She's a baby. She's 19. So when she has reactions that 
show her acting like a kid. It's because she is. She is. He is robbing the cradle, like barely legal. She could not drink in the club they were at. She could not even say that she had too much to drink. Right. It's because she's a child. So I have a question about that, though. Because how long ago do we think that they filmed? Because... They're all in New York together. Those two, Ashley and Jay and Kalani and Asuelo, are were in New York together mm-hmm. this past weekend. And they were it just was... at Sugar Factory yesterday. And I thought that that's all like... Well, and it was for, uh, it was for her 21st. So... So it's a while. I'm assuming that they... That that probably happened pretty early in production, which it did. So okay. they filmed for three months plus maybe a little bit before and after. Gotcha. So, and then I would say probably six months worth of editing because of all these couples and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that makes a bit of sense that she probably was just about to turn 20 or maybe just had gotcha. turned 20. Okay. Um, now it makes sense because that timeline had me more screwed up yeah, than Crimes they, of Grindelwald. They were, <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, they, yeah, they just were there um, for her 21st. Okay. Um, Ashley and Jay. I hate them. I hate them both. I hate her the most because we're from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And she is giving Pennsylvanians a bad name. Now, Mechanicsburg is literally in the ass crack of nowhere. And it's, like, in the middle of the state, yeah. And there's nothing happening out there except for its proximity to Pittsburgh, which, again, snooze. But yeah. I can't stand her. I can't stand the fact that she... Doesn't she have kids? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I can't stand that she has I think children. She has two. And she's approaching this situation like she is a single 19-year-old biddy. And he is a... An ass hat. Yeah, he's really gross. The barbershop conversation <gasps> that happened this week about talking about how he wouldn't be getting married. If he could get here without it. Yeah, which obviously oh. looks bad when people, like, you have to know that people think that you're only coming here for a green card anyway. And then you confirm it. <laughs> yeah, wait, so to pretty much say it with a camera and a mic on you is a pretty ridiculous thing to say. Agreed. Um... I will say I did think that he was kind of egged on a bit by the guys in the barbershop because he did oh, hold his ground a little sure. bit. I The only thing I'll say, and I've, I've tried to start looking at them in a little bit of different light because I found out that they did not seek the show out. The show sought them out. Oh. So I see them in a di- little bit of a different light knowing that because I have looked at them as fame whores yeah for sure because she like can't even pretend that she's not (laughs) so knowing a little bit that like that they weren't necessarily pursuing it um i look at them in a little bit of a different light although i don't know maybe she was trying to pitch a different show and they were just like no how about this over here so i don't know too much about it i did just kind of hear it in passing um but i did find that kind of interesting knowing that a little bit about them. That was really all that kind of happened with their storyline this week. And another fight with the best friend, which like we oh, yeah. don't we don't care. No. It's more interesting what's happened after the show with them going after each other on social media. Um <laughs> Steven and Olga. Oh man. Alright, this is the one I would say this makes me 
probably the most uncomfortable out of any of the couples that I've watched so far. Mm-hmm. Like, even more than wooden teeth that we're going to cover in a minute. Yeah. Um, because I can't look at his mouth. When oh, he speaks. so gross. Um, this makes me so uncomfortable because he has acknowledged like a couple of times his upbringing Mm -hmm. and his history and the problems that he has, but he's like skirted around them. And I think that he has major anger problems. I think that he is like beating Olga at night and he has a lot of growing up to do because he's only 20. But that's even more concerning, I think, that how young he is and he's already got these problems I'm just nervous. <laughs> okay, so maybe you can answer this for me because you tend to be better at these details than I am. What? Was his dad not in the picture? Was he in the picture and they had a bad relationship? He was in the picture and they had a bad relationship. That's what I thought. His dad was violent. He says he says But then that he insisted on naming the kid after him? So it's like a... So his dad was in the picture, but it was a poor relationship. Um, and I get the impression that his dad finally got the help that he needed and is trying to patch up that relationship now that he realizes... I, I, it's my impression that he realized that his kid's so fucked up because of his terrible actions, and now they're trying to have a better relationship, and that's why he's naming him after his father. Or is his father not around anymore, and is he dead? Yeah, I I'm just confused by that because... I don't understand because he did. He literally said like, oh, she knew it was important for me to name my son after my father. So we did. And then literally in the next interview, he is kind of bashing his dad, bashing his dad. I'm, I was like, wait a second. I'm so confused. And unfortunately, these episodes are so long. I don't care to go back and rewatch trying to find his five seconds of storyline <laughs> to figure it out. But um, so I thought that, that was very odd. It was so crazy that he was screaming at her the way that he was. After she just had major surgery. Yeah. Listen, I don't care that you don't understand Ugh. the culture barrier. And I was and not happy that they showed that either. Oh, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I was eating and I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was eating this morning while watching the challenge. So there's that. <laughs> so that was payback, I guess. But like, do your fucking research and listen, like the doctor does speak English and you know that they definitely briefed them on the major surgery that she was about to go under because she needed to give consent and she's a child as well. So. Yeah, she is. This is a lot to go over, and you know the doctors are going to be good, especially over there, um, and talk about these things. And he was screaming at her, hurry up, hurry up, and get changed and all this and stuff. Like, yeah. she just had her fucking and abdomen like, cut open. Do it or find it yourself, he said. Like, do it. I like, I forget. I think she was looking for something, and he was like, find it your fucking self or something. Yeah. It was super uncomfortable. Uh, I mean, I don't honestly understand why they're even on the show. Like, I don't understand that. Um, I think that they always try and bring in, like, one young couple, but I feel like that they've really done some young couples that have been on the show before them. Yeah. Have been really cute, and, like, that's where you see, like, a little bit of, like, the savior in the <laughs> show coming in. This is not cute. I don't know that there's necessarily anyone this season that is like that. I would say Jonathan and Fernanda, because Jonathan, even yeah. Ed, even though he's so much older than her, he's still only 32. Yeah. 
do you not love about this show? Because I think about it every episode that I watch. Like, uh, other shows, like, they flash to, like, interviews. Like, done in a studio or someone's house, like, that you know they were done at a separate time. This show literally pulls people, what I'm imagining is about three feet away from the person that they're talking about. Oh, yeah. They're talking shit right next to them. (laughs) (laughs) And they're talking shit about them. It is my favorite part of the show, more so than any, like, bit of the content, which is incredible as well. I just love that the interview, like, Debbie saying that she hates Larissa. She's for sure right there. In the kitchen while she's upstairs in what is surely a like a house made of paper. Like <laughs> I mean it is amazing. I love it. So it's much. so good. Um oh, so funny. Like they don't even oh. have them change their shirts. He <laughs> They're still in the same outfits that they were in when oh, they were yeah. sitting next no, to each other. I love they interviewed the barber this season. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on a crime show where like some rando just walks by and like I got some they're, information. they're being interviewed. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Equally as ridiculous and heartwarming because it was just so funny. And we forgot to mention it when we were talking about Asuelu is... Him being given a condom by Kalani's brother and him saying... I'm not slut people. <laughs> that they were only for slut people. <laughs> I'm not a slut people. <laughs> we know, honey. We know. It was incredible. I If I did not love him before that, that was hilarious. I'm sure he got flack for that, but it was so funny and like so... Innocent, like I took it as innocent. Like, I took it, it was... as innocent too, and I took it as like just another highlight of like maybe he really was just like pursuing her. Because like in the beginning when he came on, everybody's like, oh, just another guy from the resort that chased down an American girl and then tried to get at her. And I, I really honestly think that like he was like love struck by her for whatever yeah. stupid. I do reason. not get the impression just because he really seems very clueless and like out of it in terms of like what happens in America. Yeah. Like that he was interested in coming here. Like Oh no, I think that was all her. No, yeah. But I think and he, he was, thought she was gonna fall in love and stay there. Oops. Yeah. And he was so excited that the retirement house had flowers outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh <He's> so simple. <laughs> it, was, it was the rich house because they had a flower outside of it. Aww. Oh so cute. He's so so sweet. cute. The house that didn't have flowers outside of it was Eric's gross shack that we finally saw last episode because he was avoiding it. And, you know, nothing, nothing leads up to seeing a shithole and softening the blow like a fucking 13-hour car ride before it. (laughs) Why? I don't understand why he did the great tour. That idiot thought that was a good choice. Also, they were flying into, I'm imagining, either JFK or Newark. Hopefully JFK, because Newark's airport sucks balls. Um, <laughs> they were staying in what I I believe, based on surroundings, to be the Poconos. Yeah. Not that close to those that location. About an hour away, from, if that. From no. both of them. Yeah. And that's. 
not taking in too much account for traffic, which there is always around those areas. Um, also not that close to Philadelphia, which she did tour them through as well. Right. So they spent a lot of time in a car but that he clearly Phil- did not drive well. The tour to Philadelphia was literally like, turn to your left, there's that. Look over here, there's that. Like, they didn't <laughs> even get out. And Philadelphia <laughs> is five feet wide. We know. We've lived there. Yeah. It's really like, you could easily cover the major's in a morning and then cap Especially your day like off the historic side like literally like how long does it take to look at a bell that has a crack in it yeah glance at that glance at betsy ross's house don't even waste your time going inside there's nothing in there we'll just give you your tour guys next time yeah eric he, hit us he up. was doing he was doing like a paper boy tour like he was riding <laughs> by and just throwing things out in each direction just hoping to hit oh, somebody's God. cat or something like i don't even they covered the rocky steps which honestly is the most interesting thing that side of the city so eric probably wasn't paying for an uber over to the other side of the city like i I mean it's so much it was so offensive honestly that he Uh, was like philadelphia is so important we're gonna go look at the history and he didn't cover any of that (laughs) my absolute favorite character though and of course i don't know her name is Lita's sister though And Jeff actually keeps reminding me to stop calling these people characters because they're people. They are people. (laughs) But they are like such caricatures of life. Um, But But yes, she's my favorite person in their world is her sister. She's a savage, man. She just lets it out. I love it. And she's really pretty, I think. I think Lita's very pretty, too. Oh, I think they're both gorgeous. Yeah. I laughed. I think the best part about all of these, like... Like before they got to the end game mm-hmm. tours was when he bought one cheesesteak at the Reading Terminal, which is the worst place to get a cheesesteak. Yeah. Take my word for it. I've had many. And it looked awful. And he cut it into four pieces and split it up. They're $2 a piece. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Like, yeah. you couldn't afford to get everybody a cheesesteak or even split it. Like, because those were so disgusting. Look, well, I also don't understand because clearly he lives in a shithole with his weird daughter. Um, and what is up with all these weird kids having like really fucked up haircuts? <laughs> like what is happening in the Midwest? I mean, her, he refers to her, the one that lives with him as, hey, brat. Yeah. So like, that's probably oh. an expression of the treatment that they've had all their oh, life. Oh, God. It's I'm a shave so, half my head too. so horrible. Um, it's so horrible. I just completely lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't even know what I was going to say. Um, but yeah. Oh, I was going to say he spent so much money on clearly gas and the Airbnb in the Poconos and all this stuff. Why couldn't he just hire like his neighbor to come in with like some dollar store Windex and like clean nothing <laughs> like he, well because he couldn't hire because he literally wouldn't splurge more than 2.99 for a cheesesteak for was four so people ridiculous so. It, that's what i didn't understand like if you were so concerned about like the living conditions that you were taking her back to like why wouldn't you get a groupon for a na- like a a quick maid service Come on, i've even like, entertained the idea i'm gonna host family next year i'm already scoping out living socials yeah to get my fucking on. house cleaned like yeah, get a coupon or something. So like it's stupid. so stupid, and it can't be that expensive in Wisconsin. I Especially mean, come not on. for I've a two-bedroom apartment that is the size of my moccasin. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> with oh. an air mattress, he could literally deflate all the furniture and get a very thorough cleaning. Yeah, Ugh. 
All right. We're done with those we're bitches. Done, yeah, done with those bitches. Um, yeah, we've said that we were going to spend about 15 minutes talking about each show, and Oops. we haven't. Oh. Oh, <laughs> um, if you are, I will drop this little hint about um, next episode. We are having our very first interview, which we're doing, we're recording in just a little bit, um, with a former cast member. From 90 Day Fiance. Very exciting. I can't wait. I'm I'm right. gonna need a refill on my wine before that happens. <laughs> I might I'm have so to switch from excited. coffee to wine. <laughs> so excited. Oh. But before that, let's talk Monday. Let's talk OC let's finale. Oh man. Not for a finale. I do feel like the finales of Housewives are a bit like Game of Thrones finales. Where the more exciting stuff happens earlier in the season. Like maybe like the episode <laughs> or two before that. And uh-huh. then the finale is always a little... <laughs> yeah, duddish. And I think that they knew that because they started leaking trailers for the reunion hours before the finale. And I think they knew the finale wasn't going to land well. With the viewers, yeah. Um... Because really, honestly, nothing happened. That's that stupid part. All right, so I don't understand the party, and I don't the understand the, party. the theme. I don't get it. Because no. she was like, it's not whips and chains, but she greeted everyone in a corset with a whip. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, and she's a party planner. It's just so, it was an interesting theme, I, which For I don't actually. a Mother's actu- Day party. And I, which makes me think she didn't actually think of it. I think that that was a production thing. Yeah, which. That they Production, thought. we're giving you a thumbs down. I will that. say, Shannon looked incredible, I thought. You thought she looked incredible at that party? I loved it. I don't think she met the theme well. I thought, but I she, thought looked she looked like beautiful. she shopped in the same section that like my four oh. foot eleven Aunt Nancy shops at in like oh. the old lady petites. I loved it. I thought I hated she looked it. really good until she came out to go to her concert. The only people that I know that wear sh- like nice dresses with matching jackets are like the women that go to church oh, with my grandfather. I loved, I loved it. I mean, maybe I just have a thing for Which old lady I thought, clothing, but I mean, it fit the theme of she's still stuck with the Trace Amigas get together because that was probably the most <laughs> exciting thing that's happened to her since she purchased Brett Michaels tickets. But like, no, girl. yeah, I mean, she could have looked. She's she's known. Here's what pisses me off about that outfit. She's literally known to meet the expectations and exceed with every get together. She goes over it, the what, top. It didn't follow suit with in anything. the sense of like normally I would have expected her like to swing in like Catwoman or yeah, something with like, like a full leather. Yeah. I expect her to be like a mini Erica, Erica Jane, Jane with yeah. the baby powder and the lube. Getting Maybe into it's a just because suit. she's looked like she. She was like been knocked out in a bar fight the last couple episodes with those black eyes <laughs> that that I I was just forgot she could look decent. White looks really good on her though. I think that's why they mm. put it on her in the interviews as well. Yeah. Um I was underwhelmed. I thought she was gonna because then I feel like she was like, fuck this party, I don't wanna be here. And then she dressed up like a fake rocker. To go to the Poison concert, which I was like, yeah. well, why couldn't you bring that fierceness to this party? You literally went from grandma to 20-year-old rocker in an instant. There also was not, for somebody who was a big 
party planner and for somebody throwing a party for a theme like that, there was not much happening. Like, there were a couple no. people standing around at cocktail tables. Well, that's because it was literally people and their mothers, and there were women in yeah. giant champagne glasses inside. It was, Vicky couldn't turn her head, so she <laughs> so she moves her whole body, um, which was very interesting, but thought that people might not know that she got work done. And Steve's mom which was I throwing loved. shade at her, which I was dying. Yes. Uh, Steve's teeth get me every time. Ooh. Oh my God. They remind me of that little ball in super mario (laughs) 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 that like little ball on a chain that like runs after him chomps and it like all of a sudden like you just like open like it looks like just a black ball and then all of a sudden the whole thing is just fucking teeth and it's like chasing after little mario (laughs) like that's what he reminds me of because he is so much teeth it's just like like a piranha is just (laughs) opening up at you it's awful um kelly was a dud why it was funny the first time that you kept like talking about people's dick sizes because you knew it was like one of those things where like you're say it like so it's uncomfortable like so the joke lands is like an uncomfortable but like funny no but now it's just get another joke kelly like Like, we're we're all uncomfortable now we stopped laughing he was cute, but, like, I don't care about his dick size unless Bravo's planning on airing an uncensored episode <laughs> where I'm seeing it. I don't care. Like, yeah. it really was silly. Like and it's going to clearly chase him away. Like, now you just really seem crazier than you are. Which you makes me think help. that she just is inviting random people around her. Like, hey, Bob, you're my, you've been my friend. You want to come to this fucking party so I can say I got a date and I'm going to talk about how big your dick is. Like... <laughs> It's really ridiculous. Even even she walked, like she brings nothing to the table this episode. Because even when they were shopping in a ridiculous sex shop to go to the party, um, she literally just walked in and was like, I want to be a slut. Like, okay, okay. Kelly, thanks. <laughs> Goodbye. See you later. Like, she's like a drunk aunt that you just like want to push into a closet. Like, <laughs> and just be like, hello. Um, and then Gina... I'm kind of over Gina. She's expired with that. We know you're getting a divorce. We know you live in the casita. Yeah, that you've been packing a bag too, but yet you're calling your five-year-old son a genius and so intuitive because he sees you leaving the house and knows something's going on. No fucking shit, asshole. Everybody knows something's going on. Like, hello, your husband hasn't even lived with you in how long, but now you've got a casita, which I'm so over everybody saying casita. (laughs) Just say like an apartment or how like why can't it just be a normal word and i but i did it is interesting to see there's two things that the producers did really well this episode in that little talk they did a very big shade throwing at tamra oh yeah when she recapping. and Gina, and Gina came for her throat for that, which I liked, but I just want some follow through. Like, just like I think people are deathly afraid of Tamara because she will fucking, like, she's somebody who will, like, <laughs> hide under your car and cut your Achilles. Like, she's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, but she, 
doesn't ever follow through. And she was like, but she came for her, like being like, oh, well, I could, if I really wanted to fuck with you, I could have just said that you said she was fat and like didn't like her food or whatever. And like, there's the clips of and, her saying all this And shit. we had not seen that. <laughs> so that I thought was really shady boots calling, like showing us stuff that we hadn't seen before, which I liked. Um, but then they all, it was also interesting when Shannon, who I felt like was very calm, for being Shannon mm-hmm. at that party in her mom outfit, as you like to call. I could, now that you mention, I could see Hillary Clinton wearing that. It's. I could see. It's I, not mom. It's grandmom. Whatever. I Your liked it. And she's so not, insulted if she saw that outfit and heard you call that a mom outfit. And she's <laughs> not, but she's not young, Shannon, right? No. She's 50 something. Yeah. So she could be a grandma. I mean, her daughter wants to be on birth control, so she might be a grandma next year. How do we know? <laughs> um, but I did think it was interesting because we've obviously seen all the stuff that Gina has done mm-hmm. this season, but Gina's kind of gotten a pass on a lot of this stuff. But with Shannon calling her a shitster and then them flashing back, back to back, seeing all the stuff. It was a lot. Like, she has had a lot. I really hate, I hated Gina coming for Shannon after the Kelly fight. I thought that she was an asshole in that situation. And she was so wrong. Um, Because I do think that Shannon, from watching that with her conversations with Kelly, was really not pushing her to have a conversation with him that night. And being really... pushing. Oh, I did not. I got the impression that she was pushing for her to have a conversation, but she was trying to talk her off the ledge. She should have been, though. That was the only episode this season that was interesting. Right. So, I mean... I mean, from a viewer standpoint, it was excellent that that even happened. But from a friend standpoint, I think that Gina made a good point. Because if it was you, and we were at a party like that, and you wanted to go after somebody, I would not be telling you to be cool, calm, and collected in how to deliver your message. I would tell you it's not the time and place. Mm. Whether or not you would listen to me is a different story, but I would I would be a Gina, and I'd be like, this is if not the place were... to do this. Yeah, but the thing is, is honestly, uh, you wonder how often these women are really truly seeing each other outside of these gatherings. Oh, probably There's never. honestly a gathering almost every other day. It's so crazy. you almost have to make an ass out of yourself in a group setting for anything to happen. For anything to happen because unless but you're going to somebody's like, casita, you're not But that's the point. So it's not don't do it at a party, especially somebody else's party, especially when you're coming for somebody's man. Do it at their house. <laughs> but then you're then you've got them and their spouse and their kids. And you're outnumbered. Hmm. I guess. I mm. don't know. I liked it. <laughs> I thought Shannon actually was being decent then. That's all I have to say. I literally don't have anything to say about Vicky, really. I don't have anything more to say about Kelly because she didn't do anything about and stuff for running around talking about how big people's penises are. Um, and talking about how she wanted to be a slut, which I get the impression that she's not, actually. I think she just <laughs> says she is. Mm, okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong there. <laughs> um I am excited for the reunion. Oh, yeah. Tamara looks smoking 
at the reunion. Which she usually does, unfortunately. <laughs> it's interesting. Somebody made a comment. It's interesting that Vicky does not have a seat next to Andy. Ooh. Being the OG of the OC. Um, I think that we're in for a really big Tamara and Shannon showdown battle. Maybe that's why. At Shannon the reunion, next to Andy? Shannon and Tamara are on opposing it's sides. It's going to be Kim and Nene. Which is interesting <laughs> because I am excited for that because I feel like there has been a lot of that. That's I think been... that's why. I think so. I don't think it's a bad sign for Vicky to not be sitting there. I just mean, I wouldn't mind it if she left. I wouldn't mind if she left, but I think that she got so much shit for the last couple of reunions that Andy's mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to give this old bitch a break and let her sit in the middle of the couch for a second. Because Shannon needs to have the, the fire lit under her ass. I've come around to your corner, though. I want both girls back for a second season. Yes. And I want one new one. I could get down with... I think they need one. one more. Um, But I think that... I, I've come around to terms that, like, I, I will really <laughs> vote you off the island after two seasons. Yeah. Agreed. Unless you're a bring back or you're Peggy, which I remembered her name this I was this just episode. about to pipe up and say we totally fucked up and called her Pam last episode. Her she's name's such Peggy. a loser. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So she's lucky it even came back to me. I fucking hated her. She, which my sister loved her. And I hate her like i loathed her she was such an awful wench on the show she was just annoying speaking of awful wenches let's get to the challenge oh so this was you i made you watch the finale right i've never so i've never watched i don't watch a lot of mtv i I watch floribama shore and jersey Mm -hmm. shore and i desperately try to hold on to like teen mom but i fall off that wagon and i wait and i binge mm-hmm. it yeah um, it's a good binger mtv is a good binge it is a good binge so i try really hard not to actually stay up with the times on a lot of shows mm-hmm. because i love these so much um but brandon asked me to watch the final episode of the challenge the final reckoning mm-hmm. and offer my commentary and i was <laughs> <laughs> Uh, taken aback i didn't know what i was getting myself into this morning (laughs) no you did not um so this is the 30 second challenge Mm -hmm. but it's the third they did like a trilogy aspect of it so this is like the third installment of like a trilogy of the challenge Mm. where they've kind of paired people up with people they hate um <laughs> which i picked up on immediately so it's been really interesting from a finale standpoint um i have i love competition reality which you know i really want to be on big brother or survivor oh, survivor i go back and forth <laughs> on because they get bit up by bugs so badly <laughs> um like even i've come around to terms of like pooping in a hole in the woods which really gives me like Gives me anxiety because I can't poop in public even. Yeah. Um, like, not in public, like, on a sidewalk. I mean, like, <laughs> like if I'm out, at I like, I don't poop at a restaurant. But um, I've come around to that, but now I'm like, oh, my God, all these bug bites. Plus, equally as much as I hate things 
like my hands being sticky, like wet clothing, like Ooh, yeah. sends chills down my spine. Brandon like, will rip off a pair of pants oh, or my shirt God. or some shoes even at a concert if he steps in a puddle and it's yeah, game over. Like after wet clothes, <laughs> like that's just like sticking to you. And oh God, oh God, I can't handle it. So that really gives me anxiety about being on Survivor. Mm-hmm. But I really like competition reality. So I, and I get that the challenge isn't competition reality, but I, but it is in a way. Like, I mean, they are, this season they were going for a million dollars. Like the winning couple got a million dollars. And so my problem with that being is that I feel like they're, in this challenge is a lot of surprises. Like mm-hmm. they like to keep the cast on their toes because there's a lot of surprises and things that happen. And I don't love, I didn't love that with this because the pair that ended up winning came into the challenge late. Like they were what, and like what the challenge considers mercenaries um. and they come in. So each week, like after a, after a competition, the teams vote in a team to go to elimination. Mm-hmm. Then they get to choose, based on the people who voted them in, somebody to compete with that night. The losing team leaves. Except for every now and then they do this mercenary thing where the team voted in doesn't get to choose who they go up against. They have to go up against this team of mercenaries. And whoever wins goes into the house, the losers go to a redemption house. So they got into the game a couple weeks into it, or I don't even know how they filmed this. Maybe it was a couple days, but it was like a couple episodes worth in. I don't really know. But, um, so that annoys me that they came in like that. Um, the final pairs were Joss and Sylvia, the only couple to not, to actually stay in, the main house and compete in every challenge the whole time. Even though I have my qualms with Sylvia because I think she had some moments of bitchery this season. Um, Then there were Natalie and Polly who were like the epitome of like the underdogs because they were in the redemption house pretty much the entire game. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was Cara Maria and Maria or Marie, sorry, who was the only female-female team, which, again, I don't... That's another issue I have with this challenge. I don't think it's fair that they make male-male, male-female, and female-female teams because some of the challenges are really physical, and I don't like... I think that that gives the male-male teams a very unfair advantage and the female-female teams a very big disadvantage. And let's face it, Marie loved her... But she's not great. So to have one of your female-female teams be with somebody who's not, like, a fucking beast. Like, Car Maria is, but Marie is not. So you need, I feel like, if you're going to have a female-female team Two and Cara justify Marias. it, you need to have, like, a beast team. Yeah. Like, it's just not fair. Like, and that's not saying anything about ladies. Like, please, there are some women in CrossFit that could fucking throw me, like, around a room. Like, that is nothing to say about women. I just think that it gives them an unfair... I think it gives the other teams an unfair advantage and that they're pretty much battling from the ground up the whole time. Agreed. Um, It's why I don't like the 
way even that they divided survivor teams this season. I think it didn't work. I think it was stupid. I think the David and Goliath twist was dumb. I don't like it at all. I think that the Goliaths were Goliaths and the Davids were Davids and it was dumb. I don't like it at all. It was a really fair, unfair um, thing. And I think that producers knew it. And I think that's why they tried to break them up early. And I think that's why they put them in a merge early. Mm. But anyway, we're not talking about Survivor right now. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Um, then we have... Um, Ashley and Hunter. I mean, I only watched this episode and I fucking hated both of them. I think I texted Brandon this morning and I said that I think that Hunter rules on himself <laughs> on a regular basis. And then that Ashley is a terrible human. And uh, that yeah. was my assessment from the first minute I turned on my television this so morning. I, again, just follow some of these people on, not follow people. I follow like, just like I'd look at. Us Weekly and Entertainment Weekly. So I kind of see people's names and faces and stuff like that. But I actually hadn't watched a challenge in quite a while. So a lot of these people are new. And MTV has been pulling in people from other shows. Mm -hmm. So like all these people weren't necessarily on The Real World or Road Rules. Which oh. is where the challenge started originally. Yeah, back when I used to now watch it. Now they pull in people from other MTV shows. Like Are You the One and X on the Beach. Ugh. They pulled in Faith uh, from Vanderpump Rules was on this season as well. Oh. <laughs> um, and they pulled in a couple people from Big Brother. So and next season, I just saw that they released the cast, and it's even more expansive. They've brought in people from the Bachelor, oh, wow. um, Bachelorette world, which is interesting because the person they have was on X on the Beach, and he was a dud on that show. I can't... Like, I don't understand how these people keep getting cast on these shows. Like, they must just have the most free schedules because I don't get it. I, yeah, no, I don't get it. Um, but I did like that there were multiple challenges because it did kind of even that out, like the unfair playing field out mm -hmm. a little bit. Okay. I was saddened because Cara Maria and Marie have actually had a really nice story arc throughout the season where they started out hating each other loved each other in the middle yeah and now like that kind of fell apart a little bit she called her the satan like satan she, herself Mar marie <laughs> did call cara satan herself but that's just because cara's lying about sleeping with polly because she did they both admitted it after this happened mm. but it was because polly had a girlfriend at the time he's a complete fucking dirtball um and he's been though because he was on yeah he real was a, world and, and I he loved was a, him in that no he was Wasn't on he road rules no he was on big brother and then he was on x on the beach um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so how do i know him then because I, I don't watch know. either of those shows are you I sure he wasn't on a very old season of real world positive He's the brother of another contestant that was on Big Brother, and they brought him on a season. Is this after the that. episode that we watched when we all lived in the house together, or the Possibly. season rather? Yeah, Maybe Cody and. Um, yeah, that is why. But um. Ew. <laughs> he they, reminds me of somebody from the real world. They um they had these things grenades and stuff like that that were in play 
Polly and Natalie backed out of a promise that they made to Joss and Sylvia. Which I didn't like. I did not like it at all. Thought it was really gross. I also think it was really stupid because you have to realize that you caused a lot of drama this season on the show. So they're probably going to ask you back on this show. And this show is huge about alliances that people have off the show and from things that people do on past seasons of the show. Obviously, they just made a fucking trilogy out of the show. So if you have a chance of actually winning this show, you need to not only be a veteran, but you also need to be a veteran with connections to other cast members. And they just burned every bridge and they, they just, ever had. <laughs> they just shit on somebody when they really had no chance of winning either way. Right. So I thought that was really dumb. I thought, like, for nothing, like, even aside from being, like, a decent person and you made a promise to somebody, which I don't like when people do, I don't think it's good gameplay on a show. I just don't like it. Like, don't make a promise. And if you do make a promise, keep it. And if you, if it comes back to bite you in the ass, then you probably shouldn't have made that promise. But I'm really somebody who, like, hope that karma bites everybody who makes a decision like that right in the ass. So I really hope it comes back to bite them. But it resulted in fucking Ashley and Hunter winning. (laughs) Now, I saw this and I, again, didn't know any of the background, didn't know any of the alliances, the burns, the bridges burned. I didn't know any of the shit that they've pulled. Immediately got the sense that they both sucked her more so than him, I think. Oh, yeah. He carried her all season long. But I was cooking breakfast. I sat down. I ate my breakfast. And my boyfriend came downstairs and asked what I was watching. And I literally said, they're going to win and she's going to take all the money. And he looked at me and he goes, how do you know? And I said, she's just an asshole. They definitely gave... I. So what happened with this season is I one night was watching it. And I was like, I wonder if they there's information about this season on line i looked it up accidentally found out that they won and what she did okay and i was completely turned off and i kind of fell off watching the rest of the season i think she is a completely disgusting trash box of a human being <laughs> um i hate that they have her on the show ever at for anything she was on um the last season of champs versus stars was an absolute trash box embarrassing human being on that show too she is an embarrassment to everything that is people who watch a show and think that people act like that Uh, and the fact that she her the pedestal that she was standing on was that Hunter was a bad person who, again, he's somebody who's, like, chewing on a live squirrel in the woods. I mean, he is, <laughs> you said it, like, he's drooling on himself. He, yeah, but, gotta be. Um, Like, she, the fact that, like, her reasoning for screwing him over after she's done nothing and he said in a confessional that he would split it with his partner, which I genuinely think that he would because I think that regardless of chewing on squirrels i think that like he's of that like he realizes that it's a team it's a partner thing and the thing is it doesn't matter who you end up with and it doesn't matter like if you get there you get there not because of yourself but because of your partner it doesn't matter how much you hate each other yeah like 
I thought it was really, really, really fucked up, but totally like, of course, I mean, I think Cara Maria said it <laughs> best with a duh, like again, <laughs> so amazing, gross human being. We don't expect any other non gross actions out of her. Right. And it's upsetting me. I think we've got to change the subject. Okay. <laughs> but I appreciate change. you watching it on my behalf so that I could have somebody else to load these people with. Yeah, I'm hooked now. I'll be watching the next one. Oh, I know. I can't wait. They're filming <laughs> it now. <laughs> All right. So last but certainly not least, the episode we've been waiting for for weeks, months on end, finally, finally happened. And that is the finale. Of Flipping Out. Of Flipping Out. And probably, honestly, the finale finale. I think that Jeff has made it clear that his contract was not renewed with Bravo. Yeah. So, and they very well may have just been waiting to kind of see how this finale played out because not much else has happened this season, um, which is why I think they've been hitting this hard Mm -hmm. um in promotion but i think this could be and honestly i feel like it does it did feel like a door closing yeah i think they did a really good job of just kind of tying everything together that we've been waiting for happening and it's like closing the back cover of a book on that yeah like If they do anything, I almost, I would like to see them maybe either Bravo or another network pick Jeff up. For something else. (laughs) I want to see more of, especially now with the baby. I want to see more of them. Yeah. They still have literally never touched each other. (laughs) Like, it's been seasons. I can't imagine them having sex. And I love Gage, and I think I that he's love really Gage funny too. And people vehemently hate him, like Which is insane. Hate him, and I think he's pretty much the only piece of reason outside of Nancy, the house manager, <laughs> who got like straight preacher this episode. She was great. <laughs> um, but I think he's the pretty much the only voice of reason. Agreed. And he's just like, he just so perfectly balances Jeff. And I think that that's why they, they work. And also all their history. Like, we've yeah. seen them go through so much. They have. And now they have sweet little Monroe. And she's I such know, a little personality. so adorable. I want to see more of her, honestly. <laughs> yes. F them. Let's just get Let's a Monroe just get show. get a Monroe show. <laughs> Seriously. It even sounds good. Because I feel like as much as Jeff runs shit in life and certainly over Gabe because he's not a controlling factor yeah. in that relationship at all. You just called him Gabe, by the way. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even control his name. <laughs> he doesn't even control his name. Gage, sorry. Um, I just, I think that when it comes to Monroe, I feel like both of them just crumble like a stale cookie and are like, they just melt. Which I love. I love seeing guys melt to a baby. It's so cute. It's so adorable. Um, And it shows that Jeff does actually have a soul, which most people don't believe he has. And I don't (laughs) think that Jenny believes that he has. Oh, well, 
Okay, so let's run so it down. Let's, let's run let's it down. Start first. So again, I love we, how the episode started. Can I say that? I didn't actually. So you have to tell me how did it start? Because so, a PlayStation View, which we know that <laughs> Jeff cut off my cable, um, because I don't do anything else, um, was not working. So I missed like the first two minutes of the show. So tell me. So the opening scene is actually like a behind the scenes shot, and uh. it's Jenny crying in her getting ready for her confessional. And she is saying to a producer, we're good. It's okay. We're good. Like the camera is focused on her and it's like the angle for the interview, but she's crying and she's... In that turtleneck she was wearing Uh in the interviews? Yeah. Oh my God. she says, we're good. And then it pans to the same idea of a behind the scenes with Jeff getting (gasps) ready for his. And he's very solemn. He's very quiet. He's very stone faced, which... Most are going to say that's par for the course, but I feel like you can actually see some emotion on his face this time. And see, he seems a little distraught. I think that Jeff gets a bad rap for that. I think that Jeff is very reactive. Oh, yeah. People think that he's actually the crazy. I think he reacts to situations. Yes, maybe it is in a crazy manner, but I I don't think that he is the one that actually, like, Below, throws the the punches. The punches. I think he reacts to it with a fucking roundhouse roundhouse kick to the face. Yeah. <laughs> so I th- I definitely like while people like see him as soulless. I I never have. Like I've always seen him as somebody who maybe definitely has like a wall up, but is a little more sensitive than most viewers give him. credit for no i can get down with that oh i'm gonna have to watch that just for that now i love behind the scenes stuff it's my favorite part of reunions like when they show them just like walking in looking like fucking death yeah Um, well so i hope it's not disappointing because it literally is just them sitting for their confessional makeup done but it's not disappointing i love everything it's jenny crying and it's him kind of like solemn we'll say uh, and that's how it starts, and they that's when <laughs> Bravo decides that they're going to do, like, a Law & Order-style They were doing label. Law & Order. <laughs> they totally were. Like, instead of a bum-bum, it's just like a, we're going to name the chapters here. And, man, they have really gotten good this year. I mean, 2018 was the year for Shade, as far as the editing goes. Yeah, I think all of the production houses that Bravo works with have all really stepped up their game and knowing what viewers like, and it's that. Yeah. It's to know that we're not dumb. No. Is what's happening. Yeah. And that... This is what we want to see. Regardless of people... People may think they can play to the cameras. Right. But they can't. And I think that that's what that shows. Yeah. Um, so I love, love that. Um, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, so it was... A, I think Jeff actually said either yesterday on his radio show or on Instagram that he's seen a lot of flipping out. I've watched this show since day one. I've seen every season, every episode. Um, And he is right that obviously there's a lot of editing that goes into the show because we see houses being flipped very quickly and clearly as we've figured out in the last couple seasons. That's not something (laughs) that Jeff does quickly. Um, But 
one thing that we saw is literally like a this was much more of like document like documentary style where there wasn't a lot of other things happening in the episode. This episode literally followed this one incident from beginning, which was really like a day. Like Oh yeah, this all well It started out with Leah. It happened in a day, but this they present it as like the final documentary of something that has been boiling up for twelve years. Yes, which is sad because I do think that there was a legitimate friendship there. So I don't oh, like that sure. it's being framed that way. No, I don't like that either. Because um, they definitely are far deeper than petty yes. opinions of each other. So. Which are presented here. But I, I did think it was. So Leah Black from Real Housewives of Miami, which why that bitch still has a place on Bravo. I don't know. That series was a I hate her. I hate her. I hate her. She's it. very pretty. Love, like I do. Oh, oh okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume the, <laughs> because people can't see the raised Elvis lip you just gave me. Um, I'm going to assume by that shady side glance that you don't agree. I don't agree. I think she's washed up old hag, and I think that she had no place on this show. These people are far too beautiful for her in personality and looks, and she is. I can't. She's expired. I would just like to say <laughs> that the woman who tried to throw shade at me for talking about a man going after a woman last night on Facebook to fuck off because, see, yeah. you just went after somebody. See, why can't we just go after people because we just don't like them? No, I'm over it. I'm over it. I don't like that she, listen, it's. Who the fuck is she to be giving a goddamn seminar to Jeff Lewis? I didn't think that Lewis. was so ridiculous. That's so And then stupid. I love how Gage even was like, yeah, I thought this was stupid. But then he backtracked <laughs> immediately and was like, oh, Because well, he I'm, realizes I'm how much money off. that woman is like. They are like her strippers and she is just making it rain because yeah. they is, do a lot of work for her. Which I hate. But, I mean... Her giving up a, a fucking seminar is the stupidest shit I ever heard of in my life. I can't handle it. I'm over it. Um, and the fact that they all sat there, they all looked so disinterested. And they they just didn't seem like, she didn't seem like she was telling them anything that they didn't know. She literally was basically repeating over and over again that you need to get your heads out of your asses and you need to get your shit together. But did she not know that that's the premise of the entire show is the train wreck of a team that they are and the fact that they are all like a hot mess and Jenny's literal storyline from day one was to constantly forget her cell phone. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I was over it from the minute that it started and I hated that. It went on even further for her to be in the car going to lunch post seminar and her basically stirring up shit, which this is oh, not she the totally real. totally was. This is not the real housewives. This is not your place. You shut your mouth. You did your seminar. Nobody actually gave a shit about anything that you were saying. Tyler's bitch face from minute one of this episode has given Love it all. Love him. His face doesn't change. Love him. He's stone face. Love him. He's so great. <laughs> but. Then to sit in the car and cackle over the drama that is now spilling, boiling over on the stove that you lit. I'm pissed. 
So I'm let's pissed. rewind a second. So, and the, the thing that 